All right. Well, welcome to the Path Podcast. I'm your host today. Mm-hmm. My name's Derek, and we have Jason. It is glad, good to see you. Glad to be here. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm new to the hosting thing. Give me some, uh, give me some uh, grace here. <laughs> uh, we're switching roles a little bit, just like we did yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I was able to lead worship, and Jason was able to share God's word with us yesterday. Mm-hmm. And so, because this first part of our podcast is kind of a recap in that moment to kind of get some handles to hold on to hold on to throughout the week. Um, we're going to, I'm going to switch roles, be the host today. Yeah. And Jason, would you help us to connect to uh, some things that we can hold on to this week as we go throughout the week from the passage uh, that you shared with us yesterday, Galatians chapter two. Yeah. So uh, we, we finished up Galatians chapter two yesterday and um, there's really there's two things that I'd like for us to just kind of hold on to, which is good because it's good to have two handles because you got two hands. So mm-hmm. there you go. Um, so um, th- there's really two things here, and w- the first one leads into the second one. So the thing that that Paul is talking about here, remember, he's sort of we're, we get this summary of kind of what he said when he confronted Peter about how Peter acted at Antioch and how Peter. Um, uh, kind of removed himself from a group of Gentiles when the Jews came to town because he didn't want to be associated with the Gentiles. Um, And uh, Paul, which I I appreciate this about Paul because I somewhat identify with Paul in that he's like, "Uh, you can't do that. He calls him right out to his face in front of everybody. Um, But the thing that that really becomes the, the premise of what he's saying is like, hey, look, we've all, we are all sinners apart from God. Um, and the thing that we have to be remember that we have to be reminded of daily is that the only way that we are made right is through God. Um, and so, if the the first handle that that we need to hold on to is to remember that we have we are justified by God. And um, I'm sure that most of you have heard the. Uh, the, the saying that if we've been justified, we've, it's been made just if I'd never sinned. Mm-hmm. Um, that we are, as we talked about yesterday, we've been deemed right or we've been set right before God in His sight. And so that really, we, we have to understand that. We have to grasp that idea because so many of our problems uh, as Christians um, is, is us trying to add to that justification that God sets us right, and we, we hear that, and then we say, yes, but I also need to do this. And that is exactly what these Judaizers were doing to the people at Galatia, that they were coming in and say, yeah, no, 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 believe in Jesus, believe in his sacrifice, but you also have to do this. Um, and that's wrong. There's just no other way to say it. That is wrong. That is not the gospel. The gospel is that God did it all, mm-hmm. and there is nothing that we contribute to that process. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... On the one hand, first handle to hold on to is just rest in what God did. Mm-hmm. Rest in the fact that Jesus did what we could not do. Mm-hmm. Jesus did what you could not do, what I could not do. And we can in and in that, we can hold on to that. We can trust mm-hmm. in that. He offers that to us. I did the thing that you couldn't do and you get to take credit for what mm-hmm. I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and or you get to receive the benefits of what I did for you. Mm-hmm. And so if there's one handle that we got to hold on to, it's that trust trust that God did what He said He was going to mm-hmm. do. Trust in that. We are justified. We're as we said yesterday that we're we're acquitted by the gospel. That, mm-hmm. um, and, and that's really 
that's strong language that really we should relish if yeah. we're being honest because we were dead to rights guilty mm-hmm. uh, in our sin and we are completely acquitted the the uh, record is wiped clean we have no criminal record mm-hmm. in God's sight we've been made right and so we've been acquitted by that um, and so trust in that yeah go ahead. Yeah. yeah can I ask um, yeah go ahead so I think I think it would be helpful to I know we've kind of defined terms. I think mm-hmm. deemed right is a great way to see justification. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that I've kind of said, you know, just trying to, to convey uh, this idea of, you know, you you had a, a record, yeah, right, a rap sheet, if mm-hmm. you will, yeah, um, mug shots and everything, and you're guilty. Yeah, like there's a question. Um, that that's kind of where we are before God, right? right absolutely. W- whether you're religious, right? Yeah. Like these people, these Judaizers, right? Mm-hmm. Somehow they thought their righteousness or their acquittal was something they could earn, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there was no. We're all guilty. Yeah. The rap sheet is extensive, mm-hmm. and it's like Christ is a judge that just comes in and writes over. And you know, in red ink, yeah, yeah, um, paid in full yeah. or whatever. Or mm-hmm. I'll even say like it's like your credit card bill. You know, it's just astronomical. Yeah. And then somebody just walks up and says, "Hey, paid in full." This is paid in full. So, but I was gonna say the the great thing too though is that it's not just that he writes paid in full and that gets filed away. Yeah, it's he writes paid in full and then that document disappears. Exactly. Yeah. There there is no record of that anymore. Right. Yeah, you know? yeah, his, our sins are as far as the east from the west. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think I think that's helpful. I think, you know, 2 weeks ago we defined uh the gospel in a mm-hmm. way. Um and I think I think that's helpful. I mean, what you just said certainly is is great. How would you define just the gospel message? Kind of, you know, two or three sentence phrase or a definition that would yeah. that would help us to kind of grasp this a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going somewhere with that because you know I, I want I'd kind of you know I, I I love what you just said and then help us to kind of figure out how to appropriate that in our lives. And I know it's hard. Yeah. We talked about it ahead of time. It's hard. Yeah. To exactly do that, and and you even had a quote uh, that you shared, and I don't remember. I don't know if you remember that quote or not from the commentary you were looking at or something. Oh, or yeah. if you know the essence of that. But anyway, go back. Sorry, no, go back good. to that gospel, the definition of the gospel. Yeah. So to to build off of kind of the framework that we've already we've already built here, um, the gospel says we are incredibly guilty mm-hmm. and we are sinners, and yet. Jesus came, lived a perfect life, and died in our place. We rightly deserve to be on that cross. Mm -hmm. And yet Jesus took our place for us as our substitute. Mm -hmm. And then because of the fact that that God raised him from the dead, he now offers the payment in full, Mm -hmm. to use your terms, that we could not pay. Yeah. We we had a debt that we owed that we had no way of paying, and Jesus paid it for us. Mm -hmm. And if we trust in him then we can reap the benefits of the fact that he paid our debt. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's helpful. So so all that being said, justified, deemed mm-hmm. right. Yeah. The gospel is, you know, 
God ruled, we sinned, mm-hmm. Christ made a, you know, God provided an opportunity, Christ paid it, uh, paid for it completely, and we respond in trust. Yeah. Um, that's the gospel. And then um, how do we appropriate that, like, practically, like, tomorrow or today? What do I do? Yeah. To, and it's hard. I, I know it's right. hard, but I just want to push us. Yeah, so th- this actually leads into the second handle Perfect. that we're going to talk about here. So the fact that we've been set right, yeah. that we've been deemed right, that God has saved us from this incredible debt that we owed, it then has to impact the way we live. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was that was Paul's awesome. point to Peter. Yeah, Paul's point to Peter was, hey, man, you say you believe this, mm-hmm. but you're not living like you say you believe it. Mm-hmm. You're living like there's this Jesus plus something else mm-hmm. that for especially for these Gentiles that they have to believe in Jesus, but they also have to be circumcised or they also have to mm-hmm. uphold the Mosaic law. And, P- and Paul is saying, hey, listen, if we're going to say that we believe this, yeah. like he even he even says that. Um, that um, but if in our endeavor to be justified, this is verse 17 of chapter 2, if our endeavor to be justified in Christ, we too are found to be sinners, uh, is Christ then a servant to sin? Certainly not. For if I rebuild what was torn down, I prove myself to be a transgressor. Mm-hmm. So in the gospel, walls are torn down, barriers mm-hmm. are broken through by Jesus. And for us to then come along and say, well, that was great, Jesus, but we're going to rebuild this wall. Let's mm-hmm. stack these blocks back up. We are not living as if we believe that the gospel is true. Right. And so that second handle that we hold on to is that not only are we deemed right, but then that has to impact the way we live. Mm-hmm. So um, like the questions I asked yesterday were, when, when people really take a good look at your life, do they see Jesus? Mm-hmm. Do they see that you've been set free from bondage? Or do they see you trying to rebuild walls that yeah. Jesus has torn down? Um, and the way that plays itself out is in, I think there's a couple of ways that we could talk about. Actually, there's lots of ways we could talk about. But um, specifically, people who trust in Jesus, people who say that they believe the gospel, should have a certain aura about them, if you will. Right. So... We live as people with hope. Mm-hmm. We live as people who trust that I don't have to have every answer because I know a God who does. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't live in a way that I'm defeated all the time because we mm-hmm. have victory in Christ. We have been set free from that bondage. Yeah. We, we talked about that um, it, it would be like um, trying to walk back like Paul you know, through this whole letter is talking about, I don't know why you're trying to turn back to something you've been set free from. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, the, the illustration we used yesterday, it's like sitting in a jail cell that's had the door blown off and your shackles, have been, those, yeah. your shackles have been removed and yet you say, no, I think I'm going to stay in this jail cell. And can we put the shackles back on, please? I think that was a great picture yeah. because it, it ties back to that idea that we, we've kind of said Galatians is about your freedom. Yeah. You know, you are free but but we try to enslave ourselves to other things. Right. Yeah. And and your your question there was the thing I was referring to. Yeah. I love that. How does the gospel um how's it playing out? What does your life look like? You yeah. know? Um I think that's huge. Yeah, I think a big part of it is that that resting in the sacrifice that mm-hmm. Jesus made because I think so often, and I, I feel this just as much as anybody, so often we feel like I, I have to do, I have to work harder, I have to, mm-hmm. there's something I have to be doing here. But sometimes there's not anything to do because Jesus already did it. Mm-hmm. And we just have to rest mm-hmm. in that um, and trust in it. And I know that that is, especially as Americans, that's a hard concept to grasp. 
uh, because we're constantly thinking, no, no, I have to work harder. I have to do better. I have to, if I don't do this right, God's going to be angry at me. And and that's just not the truth. It's mm-hmm. not the truth. Now, there there is a threshold you can cross where mm-hmm. where you you trudge out into waters that are deeper than you can handle. But um, for the most part, we have we have a freedom in Christ that we try to put ourselves back into bondage and mm-hmm. ignore that freedom. Yeah, and um, and that that happens in you've mentioned this over the previous weeks, but that happens in you know substance abuse or um, pornography or a myriad of sins that we can talk about. But on the other side of that, there's also this religiosity that you've mm-hmm. talked about that we try to, uh, if, I, if I don't read my Bible today, God's going to be angry mm-hmm. with me. If I don't do this, 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 and this, then I, I won't get into heaven. And that's nothing could be further from the truth. Yeah. That is another form of slavery that mm-hmm. these Judaizers were trying to bring in to the church at Galatia. That mm-hmm. It's just... It's Jesus plus something else. And mm-hmm. the Bible t- tells us over and over and over again, it's Jesus plus nothing. Right. It is Jesus and Jesus alone. Yeah. Jesus right. is enough Absolutely. for us. And um, he's enough to help break the chains of whatever binds us. Absolutely. Whether it's religiosity mm-hmm. or whether it is uh, substance abuse mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and so we need we need to preach our self the gospel. Yeah, absolutely. Every day, you know, like Jesus is enough. Yeah. The gospel is enough. Christ has saved me. Yeah. Um, it had nothing to do about me or my desire, you know, my, my abilities. It has everything to do. In fact, you know, um, I was saved at six, you know, and, mm-hmm. and throughout my life I questioned, did I really do it right? Did I say the words right? Mm-hmm. Whatever. And God just convicted me one day through God's word, through his word. It had nothing to do with you. Yeah, you know? yeah. There's, there is no incantation you. that you have to I say. I saved yeah. you at a, as a six-year-old. You know? <clears throat> yeah. I saved you. You believed. Yeah. The gospel was presented. God gave me the grace to understand it. Yeah. And I responded in trust and belief. Mm-hmm. And so many times in my life, I've tried to depend on my own ability still. Right. Somehow. But I have to keep coming back to remember uh, I need Jesus. Jesus is enough. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Hey, man, I appreciate um, I appreciate that you can preach. Number one, <laughs> number two, I'm a pre- I appreciate that we kind of have a team approach to that. That we're 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 doing that um, intentionally. Yeah. Um, uh, Jason uh, is going to preach, I think, six times this year. Yeah. Um, and I'm thankful for that, and I'm thankful for. Um, um, your insight to God's word and the study that you do. And, and, yeah. and I appreciate yesterday. I think it was helpful. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate the fact that like it's, there are very few days over my ministry career where I'm not singing at, like at a microphone usually. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I appreciate the fact that I got to sit on the front row and raise my hands high and not yeah. have to worry about strumming a guitar for a minute. Yeah. So it was, yeah, I'm, glad I, I'm glad I could help you out there, man. Yeah, man. I, I, it was fun. I enjoyed it. <clears throat> I'm glad to hear that. So uh, we got a little more time today. We also were going to do um, share our favorite Old Testament scriptures. So yeah. um, I'll let you start. Okay. And then I'll do mine as well. Yeah. So um, my, my favorite passage in the Old Testament comes from the book of Isaiah. Um, and, uh, I, I just, I love this passage for a couple of reasons. Um, let, let me just, let me read it first and then we'll talk about why I love it. So this is Isaiah 43 
I'm going to read verses 1 through 7. It says this, But now thus says the Lord, He who created you, O Jacob, He who formed you, O Israel, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by my name, and you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt as your ransom, Cush and Seba in exchange for you. Because you are precious in my eyes and honored, and I love you, I give men in return for you, peoples in exchange for your life. Fear not, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east, and from the west I will gather you up. I will say to the north, give up, and to the south, do not withhold. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the end of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Um, and I, I love, there's really two main reasons why I love this passage. First off, I love any passage that starts with, but this is what God said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see that at several times, especially in the Old Testament. Um, it, it, okay, good. What, what did he say? I want to hear it. What, what did mm-hmm. God say? Um, but then secondly, um, I love the fact that over and over and over in this passage, while God is talking to Israel, we can also, as followers of Christ, glean some some principles from this. God loves us. And that that seems so uh, short-sighted to say mm-hmm. that, but God, God loves us more than we possibly could imagine. He's, he's reminding Israel here that there is nothing that will keep me from loving you. Mm-hmm. There is absolutely nothing that will come in between me and you. And th- that's reiterated in uh, Romans chapter 8 in the New Testament and Paul's writings. But I just love the way God says it here. He's like, hey, listen, I am always going to be with you no matter what happens, whether there's a flood that comes or a fire that comes, I am with you. And there is absolutely nothing that will keep me from you because you are precious to me and I love you that I will give whatever it takes mm-hmm. to get to you. And and he did that. He did give whatever it takes. We see that in Jesus. Um, but then finally there in verse 7, he's like, you, you all, I, I love you so much. I will give everything for you and I will always be with you because I created you for my glory. That we as people, as human beings, were created so that God might be more glorified. Um, and for me, I find a lot of freedom in that. I don't have to wonder what my purpose is. Mm-hmm. I don't have to ask God what his will for my life is. God's will for my life, God's will for your life, God's will for anyone's life is that we glorify him. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. Yeah. Now that, pay, that plays itself out in a million different ways. Mm-hmm. But that is God's will for us, that yeah. we glorify him. Yeah. Uh, and so that's, why, that's one of the reasons that I love Isaiah 43, verses 1 through 7. Awesome, man. So, so my favorite Old Testament passage is Psalm one, mm. uh, the entire thing, six verses. Let me read it, and then I'll um, kind of walk through why it's one of my favorite or my favorite passage. Uh, How happy is the one who does not walk in the advice of the wicked, or stand in the pathway of sinners, or sit in the company of mockers? Instead, his delight is in the Lord's instruction, mm. and he meditates on it day and night. He's like a tree planted beside flowing streams that bears its fruit in its season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. The wicked are not like this. Instead, they are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand up in the judgment nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. 
For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to ruin. Mm. Um, I like it. Number one, you know, uh, kind of like you said, hey, anything that starts off with, you know, but God says. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm also going to pay attention to anything that starts off with, this is how you can be happy, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, blessed is what other other translations say, but it, it literally means you know how how you can find happiness. How happy is the one who does not walk in the advice of the wicked, nor stand with pathway of sinners, or sit in the company of mockers? And said his delight is in the Lord's instruction, and his meditate is he meditates on it day and night. So we know that we find happiness. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joy, uh, we find uh, completion in God and in His law and in His word. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's huge. I love that imagery of the tree being planted by mm-hmm. streams of flowing uh, river, you know, flowing river. Um, you know, a tree that's anywhere near a source of water yeah. is going to be beautiful, man. And right. so it's like, hey, plant your life into the living water plant your life into god plant your life um him near him and and everything will uh, be fruitful mm-hmm. you'll have you'll have joy you'll have everything that you need i love that i also love it you know you've got imagery of of kind of how we're we're led astray oftentimes yeah. right mm-hmm. it begins by walking and then standing yeah you, you're kind of like hey let me stand here then eventually you sit it's kind yeah. of thing and and then he walks it back uh, at the end. It says the uh, the righteous plants his life in God, but then uh, he says the wicked are not like this. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand up in the judgment, or the sinners in the assembly of the righteous. So the mm-hmm. the wicked, right? That they're walking, they're they're you know they're leading, they're giving advice, they're doing all of this. But he says in the end. Their life's just going to blow away. Yeah. They won't be able they to don't stand. Have any roots. Yeah. And the righteous, they won't be able to sit in God's presence. Yeah. And it says, the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way or the way they're walking is a destination of ruin. Yeah. And so, I don't know, man. I, I love that passage. I, I, I chose that many years ago. It's mm-hmm. kind of a, you know, this is what I love. You know, this passage is something that I uh, resonate with and it was very integral in my life. Um, you know, when I was trying to figure out what way to go, li- yeah. how to live my life, you know, what am I going to do? Yeah. Similar, like you said, you know, you kind of go this stage of like, what am I supposed to do? How how can I be in God's will, you know? And mm-hmm. then what I understood was that be with him, walk yeah. with him, plant your life in him. Yeah. And like you said, glorify him in all that you do. Yeah. Great. So we encourage you. Hey, tell us mm-hmm. what is your favorite Old Testament passage? Yeah, we'd I'd love, love to know. know. Uh, also, last week we did a drawing, uh, or we we're going to do a drawing today. Um, only one person <laughs> answered our trivia question. That's right. So it was real easy to put them in the randomizer. That's right. And find out who wins. We so, randomized and came out. It, to remind you of the question, yes. it was when, prior to 1995, did the Braves win the World Series? Yep. And you may have thought the Atlanta Braves have only ever won one World Series. And that is true. The Atlanta Braves yes. have only won one World Series. But prior to being in Atlanta, they were in Milwaukee. Yeah. So it's the Braves organization. The Braves organization, It's, it's yeah. been around for a long time. It's it the has. Boston Braves and the Milwaukee Braves. Yeah. And then the Atlanta Braves. But yeah. prior to uh, 
1995. Mm-hmm. The year was 1957. 1957. Yep. Blake Austin is the one who um, answered that correctly. Mm-hmm. He answered it, and he answered it correctly. Yeah. And so he wins a pair of Roger socks, which so. I think is so apropos. It is um, his father-in-law that Blake Austin <laughs> would get a pair of Roger socks as yeah. his father-in-law. And really, I think that the the strength that we're going to see. Um, <laughs> Yeah. from Blake Austin. is I, yes. I don't even know if we know the limits of what yeah. it's going to reach. That's so. right, man. So <laughs> let us know your favorite Old time old Testament passage. Yeah. Uh, give us some feedback. We want to hear from you. Uh, email info at, or n- yeah. no, thepath yeah. at life. Yeah. Uh, email us. Connect with us. Help us uh, to know how we can encourage you, uh, how we can... Um, how we can walk with you and help you walk with the Lord mm-hmm. and help you to relish the fact that he has made you right in mm-hmm. his sight. Uh, we love you. We'll see you real soon. As for now, I'm Derek. And I'm Jason. And we'll see you as we continue on the path. <laughs>